Good morning. Thank you for being here on this baptism from heaven. Why, in heaven's name, would Jesus feel the need to be baptized by John? Our image of John is of some kind of wild-eyed radical who lived in the desert eating bugs, dressed in animal skins, and preaching fire and brimstone. Yet he clearly has a following. And they seem to be fairly regular folks in search of God's call to them, in search of God's mission on earth. While Jesus clearly doesn't need either repentance or conversion, he chooses to publicly align himself with these seekers through the act of a public baptism. James Martin is a Catholic priest, a biblical scholar, and a noted author. He offers a couple of ways to view this very early episode in Jesus' ministry. He suggested that this baptism was an act of personal solidarity with this community of faith. Jesus using a demonstration of his humanity as an opening symbol of his ministry. I like this thought. But to me, the word solidarity brings images of 60s radicals. It's kind of an old-fashioned word that we actually hear fairly often during our travels in the Holy Land. Dictionary definition, solidarity, a harmony of interests and responsibilities among individuals in a group, manifested as unanimous support and collective action. I like this thought, too. Clearly, Jesus was deeply, personally connected to these people and to this land. John was his cousin. He lived in this region his entire life. Expressing solidarity with them seems completely human. When I say Middle East, what words come to mind? Maybe oil or terrorism, refugees? When I say Holy Land, what words come to mind? Jesus, holy sites, Jerusalem? Yet, they're the same place. Our Holy Land has been overrun by conquerors. It's been volatile, occupied, destroyed, and rebuilt for thousands of years. It's sometimes difficult to know who your friends are there. And this is one of the reasons that the region is often accused of being insular, tribal. In this context, tribalism sounds like the only way to be sure who your real friends really are. Solidarity, family, friends takes on a larger, sometimes critical meaning in this geography. The American Friends of the Episcopal Diocese of Jerusalem is a national organization supporting the humanitarian work of the Episcopal Church in our Holy Land. We raise funds for schools, hospitals, institutes for the disabled in Syria, Lebanon, Jordan, Israel, and Palestine, some of the most war-torn land on earth. 
We work to inform people about the Episcopal presence in that land and share information here about our Christian brothers and sisters there. On our visits to Israel, Palestine, and Jordan, we meet children who are deaf and blind. Marwa is an example. She's a refugee from Syria who walked with her family from Syria into Jordan. She's lived through civil war most of her life. She's six years old and deaf. She's never been to school. Their home was destroyed and they had no choice but to flee. Marwa could be locked into an interior, soundless world which is lonely and dark. Instead, she was fitted with a hearing aid when her family got to the Zatari refugee camp in northern Jordan. It was given to her by the Holy Land Institute for the Deaf, an Episcopal institution headquartered in Jordan. With funds from a Texas donor given through the American Friends, it was the first hearing test and hearing aid she had ever received. She hugged the box it came in and carried it around with her all day. She could hear, not much, but some. Marwa heard her mother's voice for the first time that day. She had the option of school. She had hope. Episcopal schools and hospitals offer a healthy, productive future for thousands of families each year, a future that includes jobs, food on the table, and the sense that someone cares. You should be very, very proud of the work that your denomination is doing in our Holy Land. Stabilizing Christian communities at a time when Christians have dwindled from 30% of the population about 100 years ago to about 2% today. We run the risk of a holy land with no Christian presence. We need to stabilize these communities, and we need to do it now. Solidarity, commitment to each other. Today, in the land where Jesus walked and taught, the descendants of the apostles hover between hope and despair every day. Uncertainty and poverty starve hope and can leave families with bad options no one to trust, so they might emigrate, leaving their homeland and their families, or exist without joy, or maybe lash out in anger and violence. I had the opportunity to visit Gaza this past May, and I'm going back there tomorrow. It's still just as devastated as the pictures you've seen, block after block of rubble, people still living in the ruins of their homes, facing a cold winter without electricity, heat, or running water. I thought of Gaza as a seaside Mediterranean city with palm trees and balmy breezes. Not so. It snows in the winter, and families living in tents and exposed remnants of their homes build open fires with whatever fuel they can find. This is how they cook and try to heat their space. The Diocese of Jerusalem has a hospital in Gaza, and they are seeing up to 40 burned children a day 
from these open fires. Winter is here again. Gaza is the most densely populated place on earth with the highest rate of unemployment. People have no health insurance, no way to leave, limited educational op options, and you'd think no hope. But we saw doctors and nurses finding creative ways to work without needed equipment, offering compassionate care to all, regardless of ethnic, religious, or economic background. During our last visit, we met a family of 16 living in a tent in a cemetery. None of the children had shoes. These people need our help. The diocese runs 16 schools which serve all, regardless of religious, ethnic, or economic background. Diocesan schools are all co-ed, all wear uniforms, all include respect for differences, tolerance, and conflict mediation in every lesson. They celebrate every religious holiday and prepare their students for leadership in a complex world. Muslim families with very little money pay tuition for their children to attend an Episcopal school. They want those values for their children. They seek ways to connect God's work with their difficult lives every day. Isn't this what we want for every child? Is this what Jesus was asking us to accept and become while standing in that river? Pope Paul said that our Holy Land is the only place where the earth meets eternity. I believe we are God's hands in the world, that each of us represents the opportunity to connect God's work to our world each and every day. When a dove with a voice connects heaven with earth, we need to listen. Whether that message comes to us from a dove, personal prayer, or some other way, we need to be open to that voice, that call, just as Jesus was. You have the opportunity to go with Whitney and stand in that river. It will change your faith journey and your life. That same Holy Land still desperately needs our solidarity. Amen.